When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. You know, people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Chris Cotillo riding solo, hosting the Fenway Rundown this week. Very pleased to be joined by Brian O'Connor, the head baseball coach at the University of Virginia. And I, uh, it's, I'm being a, a big person here as a North Carolina grad after all the uh, all the beatdowns across sports that uh, I saw while I was in college. I think UVA was like a combined 140 and zero against the Tar Heels during my time. But Brian, I appreciate you hopping on to talk about uh, someone I know that you uh, uh, are very proud of this week in Kyle Teal. Yeah, Chris, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm very, very proud of Kyle and the career he had in our uniform in three years. Certainly, he had a incredible season this year. It didn't surprise me because the trajectory that he was on in his first two years here lined up to have a great season for us. And I'll tell you, I'm ecstatic for the Red Sox that uh, they got this guy. I'm a little surprised that he lasted until the 14th pick, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, good for the Red Sox, good for Kyle Teal, and he's just a really outstanding person and player. And as you said, 14th overall pick, one that's special for catchers. Jason Veritek went on that pick in 94 to the Mariners, obviously traded to the Red Sox. Red Sox, I don't think have taken a catcher that high since 1984. What kind of player and person are the Red Sox getting in Kyle? Well, I'll tell you first, as a as a person, he's a, a terrific young man. Um, he represented our program with class for three years. And I'll tell you, he's 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 got an incredible spirit about him. His his spirit and the way he plays the game, his excitement in playing the game, his love his love to compete uh, is really really at an elite level in a small group of players that I've been fortunate to coach and. You know, the skill set is very outstanding. He's r- really athletic. Chris, you know, he was uh, played a lot of shortstop in high school, mm-hmm. uh, could run well, uh, tremendously athletic shortstop. And, you know, being a left-handed hitter, he's uh, he hits for high average, hits the ball to all fields. I think Red Sox fans are going to love the day that this guy arrives and he's going to left-handed, he's going to drive some balls off that that monster and left and and uh, just really versatile athlete that can catch and throw, and the hit tool is really, really good. I know this is always a dangerous question with, with you know, college guys, high school players. The comp question, if, if you look at him, you know, what which, you know, major leaguer does he remind you of? He, he said Buster Posey just in terms of athleticism, things like that. Is there a name that sticks out for you? Yeah, you know, I heard on draft night somebody said Darren Dalton, and I thought that was a pretty good uh, mm-hmm. comp. I, I would say defensively, it's more like Buster. Uh, you know, the reason that 
we feel that way is Buster was a converted shortstop as well. And I remember, you know, when he played uh, shortstop and then converted to, to catching, uh, you know, he would backhand pick balls like he was a middle infielder behind home plate. And, and Kyle does that. He he's, he blocks really well, but there's some pitches that he can't get to. He'll just backhand. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, wow. I can't believe he just made that play. And it's just because of the feet and the hand skills that he has. So I think Kyle's right. A comparison from a Buster Posey, from a defensive standpoint, it's good comp. And, you know, uh, I just think overall he's a great player that they're going to be really, really happy with. Obviously, we've seen a lot of catchers over the years come in as catchers and then uh, wind up elsewhere once they get to the pros. I think Mike Monaco put out uh, his note, his pregame notes on, on doing one of your games and the conversations that he had with you guys and um, noted that you said, I think, that Kyle could be an all-star second baseman in the major leagues. I think that was one thing you said or could play – different positions he did that a little bit I think his freshman year and then stuck a catcher the last two is this a guy that you see you know having the ability to be a full-time catcher in the major leagues and and or is his athleticism you know so good that he could potentially play elsewhere in a pinch or be a guy who you know is that unique you know catcher who can step out and play somewhere else well I'll say first and foremost I really believe that he can that he can catch in the big leagues. Mm -hmm. I think the skill set and the talent, he's got the energy for it uh, to be able to do it. You know, Chris, this guy started every game for us for two consecutive years. And this year caught every inning except like four innings the entire season, right. including some double headers. So he's got the energy to do it. He's got the ability to do it. When Mike Monaco says that, you know, I agree with, with Mike that, uh, he would have the versatility at some point in his career to really play anywhere on the field. And the reason I shared that was because of his athleticism. It just shows how great of an athlete that he is that, you know, he could catch, but he could play, you know, he could play second base. He could play the corner spots in the outfield because he runs good enough and has a great arm. So the versatility is great. I think first and foremost, he can catch. He can catch in the major leagues. But, hey, listen, we all know how some players' career goes, that the bat really, really comes. A lot of times they look, you know, the pro ball looks to, do we need to move him to position, mm -hmm. different position to save him because the bat plays so much. What about in terms of commanding a pitching staff? What did you see from him in that regard? Well, I, I, th that's a great question is um, – you know, he caught every game for his, us his sophomore year, and then he went away and won the starting catching job with t the Team USA Collegiate team uh, 12 months ago and really did a great job of leading that team, catching the best guys in the country. And I, I think that summer really catapulted him, Chris, to gain self-confidence, to work with a variety of different pitchers that he really didn't know and the team usa guys said he did a fantastic job of managing their staff and managing the game and this year he really really developed in that area deciding when to go out and meet uh, meet with pitchers at certain points in the game and what to tell them and so he's got those those qualities. He's got a really great baseball IQ. His father played five years of pro ball, was a catcher in professional baseball, and has just been around the game his whole life. So the 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 baseball IQ is really, really high. And I think he's going to do a great job of helping manage a pitching staff. 
stealing again from Mike Monaco's notes, he's obviously a guy with some crossover because he does a lot of college games, but also a lot of Red Sox games on Nesson. I think what you told him is that you know, you've never seen from a player the amount of or the level of innocence and enthusiasm that Kyle has. What do you mean by that? And and then the other quote, he plays the game like a 13-year-old boy. Is it just kind of like unbridled joy out there? I mean, we saw it, I think, from our end in the intro press conference on Sunday night, just like could not wipe the smile off his face and was just like, you know, over the moon to be drafted. Is he like that all the time? He is. I, I'll tell you this, his personality is infectious. I, I'm going to miss him, Chris, because, you know, he came to the ballpark every day and just loves to play the game. And, um, you know, I think we take that for granted in this game. And he just plays the game with a smile on his face, always has enthusiasm, always takes a what's next kind of approach and doesn't get too bogged down in what has happened in the past. And I think that's a great quality to have as a professional uh, in the game of baseball. So he's just, he's a joy to be around. He's always hustling and just loves to overall play the game and compete. And so it's just, uh, again, I'm going to miss him. And he made a big difference in our program, not just because of his skill, but because of the way his approach and the way he played the game. What do you about what do you remember about recruiting him out of New Jersey as a high schooler? Yeah. Well, you know, anymore cuz we identify these players at such a young age and you know, Kyle's dad had had a long-time relationship with my assistant coach Kevin McMullen and uh you know, Kyle committed at a young age. I saw some pictures the other night that somebody shared on social media of when he when he committed in the as a sophomore in high school and just mm-hmm. see the growth and maturity over the 6 years and you know, we knew that we were getting a great athlete from a baseball family. He was an accomplished football player in high school as well, which I love because that shows his toughness and his competitiveness and his athleticism. So, you know, he just he arrived here on campus and you know, it was immediately eject, injected into the starting lineup and never looked back. How valuable, and this is something that, you know, the Red Sox picked a lot of guys, and we'll get to another one in a minute, from the ACC this year, and a lot of guys from high-level programs. Obviously, Kyle was the ACC player of the year this year, consensus All-American. How valuable is it in your mind for these guys before they head to the pros to play at that high level of competition for, you know, in this case, three years, but in a lot of cases, you know, at least one, two, and get kind of, whether it's the ACC or the SEC or one of these leagues, that's you know, basically a, a feeder for the minor leagues and, and a ton of pros coming out of there. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I think it's incredibly important, Chris, um, that when you're competing at the highest level in college baseball, I believe that that's the best preparation for them as they start their journey in professional baseball to the major leagues. Um, you know, it's and this is, I believe, why you see the premium college pitchers and position players when they go into professional baseball, they move pr- pretty quickly. Right. Uh, especially the high picks, because they're seasoned. They've been in the big moments. They've competed against the best players. You know, for Kyle, for for example, competing the ACC for three years and being in the lineup and then his experience with Team USA that he had there, all those experiences stack up when they get into professional baseball. Don't get me wrong, it's it's difficult and there's a lot of great players, but this is why you see those premium players skyrocket pretty quickly to the major leagues because of the competition they're playing at the elite level in college. 
with the North Carolina Tar Heels right at the top of that list, of course. All right. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Um, Just a couple of of kind of anecdotes that we've seen about Kyle in the last few days. Um, Number one, seems like he was constantly um, talking to the grounds crew about getting the stadium lights on as late as possible throughout his time there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. you know, he, he just, he loves to work. He believes in his preparation. He's going to put the time in. He's a baseball rat. And so, you know, he would always on practice days, he'd always be talking to us about going home, going and going and having dinner and then coming back to the stadium and how late we would keep the lights on for him to be able to hit on the field underneath the lights. And so a lot of nights we'd be leaving the, the lights on until 11 PM because Kyle Teal wanted to continue to go out there and hit for two or three more hours. And that's, that just shows his passion and his love for the game that he's going to put everything into it for him to be the best player he can be. And from what I have read, uh, there was also a time early in his time at UVA where you were exposed to his skills as a DJ as well. Yeah, I've, I've seen that a little bit. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Chris. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, sure. I mean, you know, his freshman year in the dorms, um, he was a young 18-year-old that liked to have fun and had this huge, enormous speaker in his dorm room. Well, after a couple of calls from the head of the, the dormitory, uh, Coach O'Connor had to confiscate it and put it in my office for the remainder of the semester. And that just shows his personality. You know, he just mm-hmm. loves to have fun. He's engaging. The guys on the on each of his team are going to love him. And, uh, and then he actually played the guitar and sung a song at our at our opening night banquet in front of 800 people and knocked it out of the park. And uh, so that's that's just him. He's spur of the moment, can handle the moment and just has a wonderful personality. Was he the guy you know, after big wins, whether it be the clubhouse, the bus, whatever, who was who got the ox cord after all this? I mean, if he's got that, that, that much in the way of music skills, it seems like a natural fit. Yeah, for sure. He loves to DJ. He loves to do those kind of things. So, um, you know, he, you know, I wouldn't say he was the life of the party, but he just liked to, you know, he just liked to have fun and it liked to enjoy winning and having success. And, you know, Hey, listen, this, Wins are hard to come by, and this game doesn't last forever, and so you have to enjoy it while you're doing it, and he certainly does. And we'll talk about, quickly before I let you go, another guy of yours, the Red Sox, drafted fifth-round pick, Connolly Early. I know he was only there for a short time as an Army transfer, but uh, what should Red Sox fans expect from him uh, heading into the pro ranks? Well, I really like Connolly Early transferring here for, for after two years at West Point. He just took off this year, added a lot of strength and velocity, and I think there's a lot more there to come. And so he's a left-handed pitcher that's got really good pitchability that can execute his pitches, and I think the velocity is going to continue to come. After spending two years at West Point and everything that that th- that those guys have to go through and Hey, Chris, you all know we're all thankful that they do what they do, you know, for our country, for sure. But that's a challenging thing to do, to put on weight and strength as a baseball player. And when he came here, he just exploded. The the velocity shot up, you know, his durability got better. So, you know, the Red Sox got somebody that 
they're going to really like what they see over the next couple of years as he continues to get physical and develop. Yeah, I and mean, I think the scouting report on him is even for a college pitcher, a guy that you know, still hasn't maybe reached the ceiling and is still pretty projectable. Absolutely. I mean, the the best is yet to come. A lot of times we see, you know, when somebody's drafted at the age of 21, it's just kind of you get what you're going to get, you know, and that's not the case with him. Uh, This is very similar to kind of drafting a high school player because Mm -hmm. I think the upside is still really, really good for him. And how excited are you to watch from afar uh, this battery potentially progress through the uh, Red Sox system together? Yeah, I hope they get a chance to to play together a little bit. We know how it, uh, how it starts to go, and there starts to be some separation and things right. like that. But um, the, the, the two of them have a great relationship, and I'll certainly be keeping a very, very close watch on their continued to, uh, development as baseball players. Well, Brian, know you're busy. Appreciate the time talking about a couple guys that are pretty special to you. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.